In a world that often tells us when and why we can't do things, sometimes we have to create our own paths and prove them wrong. Sometimes we have to take risks in order to get big rewards. And for entrepreneur and talent manager Tamima Shames, she never let her age, being a female, or her difficult upbringing deter her from becoming exactly what she wanted to be or how she wanted to make a difference. You're listening to We Need to Talk. So you Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of We Need to Talk. My guest today is entrepreneur and talent manager Tamima Shames. Tamima, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you for having me. It's so great to be here. Oh, absolutely. I love talking to entrepreneurs, but more specifically young women entrepreneurs, because I think that is a journey that's very specific and unique. And it's one of those trajectories that we as women really need to start talking about more because it's an important conversation to talk about the challenges and the ups and downs. And when you're a self-starter and someone who chooses to pave your own way, you really have to do it against all the odds, especially when you're a female. So I can only imagine the journey that you've been on and in terms of becoming a talent manager and building your own company, because nothing about this industry is easy. (laughs) For sure. I was just going to say, I think too, with like what you just said, um, a lot of the things that I think women just need to talk more about are like the hardships that come into starting versus just like, wow, I I got here. Cause then it seems so far away from people who want to start. Whereas like, it's really not that far. It's Absolutely. not that as far-fetched. Very much so. I love that outlook because you want to make it seem attainable for anybody that has that dream. Like, hey, this is what I went through. So if you, because there might be somebody that's in that hardship spot that thinks that they should give up or it's not right for them. It's mm-hmm. like, no, I was there too. And this is what I did to get out of it. So I love, I love, love, love that outlook. But becoming a talent manager is a very specific career path. And it's one that I know and is very centered on wanting to help others. And I love that about it. But for you, what was your reasoning behind wanting to become a talent manager? And what also do you think are some common misconceptions that people have about what talent managers do? Yeah, I think, I mean, first off, there's a lot of misconceptions. Um, but me personally, I if I wasn't a talent manager, I had always loved psychology and thought about beca- like going to school for social work. Mm-hmm. And so this was kind of a way where like I still get to help people in that sense, but I also had a passion for entertainment. So for mm-hmm. me, growing up, I did acting, then I like moved into music and I've always just been surrounded by the entertainment industry. And so I was like, what a perfect kind of combination because I could help others reach their goals. But at the same time, I'm not just helping them with their goals. I'm also helping them with their horrible days. And, you know, when they feel like they can't do it anymore, I'm that person that they come to that we work through that together. Aside from if they have mental health counselors, of course. Um, some common misconceptions is, um, I think often managers and agents are very confused in the media. So agents obviously work on booking, but managers are that person that brings everything together for the talent. So we're that, we're that person that is there for them on their bad day, on their good day, but we're also the one that 
finds them a good team, finds them a good agent, finds them a good lawyer. Make sure that when opportunities come in, we're looking at it from a holistic perspective and mm. not just from the either about social media or about acting. Like we're looking at it as if their end goal is to, you know, do music, like is this opportunity good for them? If their end goal is to start their own business, like will this come back to bite them later on? Like we're that person that's really looking at it and having conversations and thinking through all of the plans, everything that we do is super strategic. So it's almost a mixture of like strategic marketing and um, being like a life coach and we do everything for our talent. So I think that's something that isn't seen as much in the forefront of um, media. I think there's a lot of negatives that are portrayed about talent managers, Mm -hmm. um, such as like people who like, a lot of people have had bad experiences, but I think finding a talent manager is like a dating someone without a relationship, right? Like without right. the romantic. Absolutely. I always explain it to my talent like that. I'm like, Hey guys, like if, if we don't get along, that's fine. And it doesn't mean that I'm a bad manager or you are a bad person. It just means that we weren't. You're not a good it, fit. Exactly. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's something I wish was kind of conceived better throughout Absolutely. I completely agree with you. Just having been in this industry as long as I have, it definitely is a relationship without dating because your manager is essentially your right-hand person, the person Mm -hmm. that you want to trust with your image, the person that you want to trust with your career. They're advocating for you. They're speaking on your behalf. So if you don't have that trust in that solid foundation, then no manager is going to be right for you. If you know what I mean? So I I love that you have that outlook and, and it shows because you do have such a, a great roster from a company that you've built at such a young age. And I know we talked a little bit about some of the challenges that women face specifically when they're entrepreneurs. So what were some of the challenges that you face in building your company? Oh, there's, I mean, there's a lot of different challenges specifically as a female. Obviously I wasn't taken super seriously in a male dominated industry. And I've gotten comments like, you're so young, like, why are you doing this? Or like, how do you know what you're doing? And I'm like, well, obviously I would not say this to someone, but like, how do you know what you're doing? Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, like we're all human beings and we're all learning. And maybe I don't know how to do something, but I'm learning just as well as somebody else is. And I think to female being young, it's the same thing when you're older, you make mistakes. You might not know the people that are younger. You don't know the new things coming in and I might not know the older things. So it's, it kind of evens out. I feel like Mm. some specific challenges I would say is just, like I said, getting people to take me seriously and being, being professional and showing that I can do it. And I know what I'm doing, um, and making sure that I was stern about that and people who challenged that I didn't, you know, I guess I didn't get angry at them. I just tried to teach them about why it's important to me that I'm doing what I'm doing. Um, Because at the end of the day, sometimes it's not that they wanted to talk down. It's just something that they were taught their whole life. Like females shouldn't be business owners. And unfortunately, I don't agree with it, but it's something that I wanted to prove wrong. Like I wanted to prove that I can do it. Mm-hmm. And you are doing it. And that's the amazing thing. It's it's always great when you're like, well, if you don't believe me, that's fine. But I believe in myself. And then you prove them wrong. So good for you. But you even mentioned, you know, you had to get people to take you seriously. And it was harder because of your age. But 
you in particular were forced to grow up very quickly because of your upbringing and you had to Mm -hmm. figure out how to provide for yourself at a young age. So was there a specific moment in time from your childhood that you remember that really kind of set you on this path to give you this mindset and make you have this work ethic that you have today that a lot of people like even in their forties and fifties don't even have at this point? I think this is going to sound super crazy, but when I was like maybe seven, my parents sat me down and like were telling me how I was going to have to pay for college. And this is before my parents got divorced, before I really had to start doing everything. But I think for me, once that conversation happened, it was kind of me thinking like, okay, what am I going to do? And obviously I was young and didn't know what I was doing, but I was like, how am I going to make that happen for me? And like, what do I need to do to get there? And so the second I could work, I started working. Um, and I worked every type of job possible from like being a manager at a smoothie place to running a game show, like being a game show host at like a small company that toured around New York, um, to like just babysitting or doing anything. And I would just save and save and save because Mm. I kind of knew from that age that I wasn't going to be able to do things that other kids did unless I paid for it myself. And I wanted to do that. I wanted to be able to go to the movies with my friends or do those things. So I was like, I think something that I like to tell everyone is like, um, there's always jobs out there and there's always things that you can make work to make yourself get to a position that you want to be in. Mm. Um, I never thought I would be running a business at this age, but I think I definitely had a maturity that a lot of people didn't just from, from working, from helping raise my siblings and, um, helping around the house just at such a young age. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's, it's crazy though, because there had to be something kind of internally in you already when your parents sat you down and had that conversation with you at a young age that just kind of like turned on a light bulb for you and you're like okay well I kind of get it's got to get to work and a lot of people just you that had to be something you were just naturally born with you know yeah I mean I think drive I guess it's probably something like certain characteristics (laughs) right I mean I wrote in a recent interview I wrote how I was always labeled like growing up as like bossy like the bossy Mm, kid yeah same same And and looking back, I'm like, that's how you start like me being a business owner. That's just being a leader. And I think when you're younger and you're like seven and nobody knows anything about being a leader, they call the leader bossy. Mm -hmm. Um, And I also probably didn't know how to channel leadership properly um, or communicate properly. And that's where that term came from. But I, as I grew up, I started to realize like, Hey, some of these things that I am innately, like that is who I am, can actually be channeled for good. Absolutely. Absolutely. So when you look back on experiences in your life and and being forced to kind of grow, because a lot of people, it is hard to look back at some negative experiences in growing up in your childhood and be grateful for them and how they changed your journey and pushed you on a specific trajectory, but have you found ways to appreciate some of the hardship that you endured as a child, having to basically support yourself? Yeah, I think in, in the moment, I really, obviously I struggled a lot going through, um, high school specifically just because I resented a lot of the way I grew up when I got to a point where I wanted to enjoy my childhood. And I kind of realized that I lost, I didn't get to enjoy it as much because I was working 
almost full time and going to mm. high school. Um, and so I didn't get to go to the college that I of my dreams because my grades were not suffering. They weren't bad, but they weren't what I had wanted them to be. And I think I had a lot of that internal struggle. And now looking back, I think after I started this company, I'm able to look back and see other people my age who their parents maybe gave them everything and they have no motivation or drives to do anything. And Mm -hmm. I think that's where I kind of was able to be like, wow, like I'm grateful because I have this drive and whether I don't even think my drive is more to make money at first it was, but now it's kind of to, to help people and to make change. And I think that um, I'm able to appreciate that I wouldn't have had that if I didn't have those years of experience, those of working crazy jobs or those years of experience of, you know, having to help, help out around the house or do things that most other kids don't. Um, Cause I got yeah. that early start. Absolutely. So you have all this work experience, you have this work ethic. When did the idea for creating next step talent come? This is kind of a funny story. So um, I was managing artists in college um, and I always had this entrepreneurial spirit. And originally I was like, hey, I want to be the CEO of a record label because there's like maybe like three female CEOs like out there. So I was like, I, that was my goal. And I started um, at Visionary Records and I started out as an intern and later like started working there. And while I was there, I was managing an artist on the side and working there in influencer marketing. And so as I developed relationships with these influencers, one of my boss was like, why don't you manage one of them as a side hustle? And I was like, you're crazy. Hung up the phone. (laughs) This happened for like four days straight. And eventually I was like, you know what? Why not? And here we are. Um, At first I just, you know, I started to realize how much I loved it. And as I was helping them, I was like, wow, like I, want to do more and more. And it came to a point where I was like, I want to do this full time. And I want this to be what I do. And the team of visionary was extremely supportive. Um, they're all entrepreneurs also. And they were like, go off and do your own thing. And they were really, they were just supporting me the whole way through. So although, um, you know, all of the mistakes that I made, I made on my own Mm -hmm. in starting the business. I didn't really have help from that, but it was more that initial kickoff idea that helped me to realize, okay, I'm ready for this. Like I can do it. Absolutely. What drew you to wanting to work with influencers specifically? Um, I think that part, so I was always into marketing of music and, um, that kind of during quarantine turned into this whole TikTok space, which is crazy where, you have to like market campaigns all the time. And so I started doing that and really liked it. And um, what I, what I realized when talking to the influencers is that a lot of them had such potential outside of social media and they were put into this box because during quarantine, they were messing around with their friends and had fun. And then all of a sudden they blew up and they were like, wait, but I've always wanted to do this. And mm. now people are telling me that I'm an influencer. Like, how can I expand my horizons and get my fans to take me seriously in multiple aspects, whether it's running a business or being a musician or being an actor. And so that's kind of what I dedicated myself to is helping talent 
really move themselves to their fullest potential and get out of that just influencer box. And some mm -hmm. of them want to do social media, but how can we expand that? And um, I think that's the thing I loved most about it. And it was yeah. also really fast paced and interesting to watch the climate of social media change in the last year and a half. It's crazy how, you know, to think that reels wasn't a thing or spotlight wasn't a thing last year. And now it's this, I don't go a day without talking about it. So, right. Or right. shorts on YouTube. I'm like, this came out of nowhere, but it's such a vital portion of Absolutely. our, our It's ever-changing, which is exciting, but also sometimes it's hard to keep up. For sure. Now that you have this company, the successful company, you've added 25 plus clients to your roster, and you are really a walking example of just kind of making your own path and choosing your own fate and having a new beginning and starting over. So how do you use your personal growth story of starting over and creating something new to help your clients with their careers? There's, there's a bunch of different ways. One of, one of the big ways is, um, we work to make sure that all of our clients are, um, really careful with their finances. I think a lot of influencers, um, blow up and all this brand money comes in and they don't really know how to spend it. So using how I was raised and how I grew up and my knowledge of investing and saving and all of that stuff. I try to instill that in my talent to, you know, prolong what you have mm -hmm. and be really careful. Um, I also use my, you know, my personal growth in general, like every day I make mistakes, whether it's with brands or, you know, if, if we run a campaign and it doesn't work, like I try to instill that in my clients and help them. The other thing is like working with them to, to share my story and let them know that like, even those bad times can be changed into feeling good. Mm. And when there's a lot of hate that they get on the media or and social media, just in the comments or people saying things and realizing that at the end of the day, you know, your truth and it might not be what everyone else thinks it is, yeah. but just having that small circle of people to be there for you, um, whether they fully understand you or not is really important. Absolutely. And I, lo I love how you present that to your clients, because I think what's really important about the talent and the talent manager relationship is knowing that whoever is representing you is a human also and isn't mm -hmm. just looking at you as a product. So it seems like you are you do have personal relationships with your clients and you let them know like, hey, I've also been here too, but let's figure out how to make this, you know, a good part for your career so that you're happy and you're successful and you aren't just a commodity, but you're standing out for who you are. Yeah, that's um, just to kind of elaborate more on that. I had a manager um, for acting when I was in high school. And I think I learned a lot from my manager of what I liked and what I didn't like yeah, yeah. in the relationship that we had. And I think something that I personally didn't like is I barely ever spoke to her and I never mm. met her in person. And I think for me, I make sure that I talk to my clients every day, make sure that they're doing well, because if their mental health isn't good, then they're not going to be able to work either. Right. And so being humans first and at the beginning, I think I didn't share a lot about my, you know, when I needed a break or when I was having a mental health struggle. And I think I'm working 
harder now to be open and honest with them because I want them to in return be open and honest as well. Yeah, absolutely. Because I mean, navigating this industry and trying to do it on your own as an influencer is not easy at all. I mean, just in, in no. any any facet of the industry, it's it's very difficult to navigate. So it's really important to have people in your corner that understand or are advocating for you. And I know you also recently, you started an organization called Woman Power Music. And we know the music industry, like I talked about, is very difficult, but more so for women. And with this organization, what is your goal? And how have you found that women need that extra support in their career, specifically in this industry? So I co-founded this um, organization in quarantine. Um, we did panels to just gather women because there was a lot of people taking quarantine quarantine was a hard time for everyone and a lot of people were getting down or depressed and we wanted to give people reasons to like talk and come up with ideas and use the time to really flourish rather than um you know rather than take a step back right now women power music is and we call it wpm is in a little bit of a hiatus because after you know, quarantine ended. And now, unfortunately, it's, it's probably I don't, heading who back. Knows? Yeah. 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 <laughs> but um, now, like, all of a sudden, we're trying to figure out we were like, okay, we did these quarantine panels, and they were super successful. We had 1000s of people tune in and women connect to each other. We made a slack group and everyone was talking and sharing ideas, whether it's about new businesses, or like, we had someone come on and be like, hey, you know, talk about the uh, I just like the things that happen to them as a female in the industry so yeah. like them being in an office and someone being like you know like asking them to get them coffee and they're like mm, I'm the head of marketing like why right. are you talking to me like right. that um yeah. and so we were trying to figure out you know what the next steps would be and I think we're starting to come to that but um whether it was in person because we were we were in this kind of in-between where it was like, do Zoom calls weren't doing well anymore because people were out and about, but events weren't really allowed to be happening. So we were like, okay, where what do we do? And I think it's going to end up turning into a yearly conference of some sort to bring women together. We also were talking about potentially doing, um, setting up like lunches for people that are females that can chat with each other. So we'll see where that all yeah. I love it though, because there's never a lack of support needed when you're working in this industry specifically. But I think in general, women supporting women is one of the most powerful things that can happen, whatever field you're in. So I love the the thought behind it and the purpose because we do need to support each other in industries that are predominantly run by men and ones where we can feel places where we, we can feel safe by having that support and having each other and having people that we can turn to and talk to about our specific situation. Mm -hmm. So I love the premise behind that organization and totally, totally support it. So for you, now that you're here and I view you as someone as successful, you know, you may not yet because I know <laughs> success is defined differently for all of us, but why was it beneficial for you to head down this path and basically create your own career and your own lifestyle? Um, that's a hard question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was for me, um, heading down a new path was a way of starting over and giving myself that 
quote unquote childhood that I didn't get to have mm-hmm. because I was able to control the things that went on and control who I have in my life and who brings me up or who is toxic energy. Um, and also giving that to other people, you know, I never, I guess working at a company is for some people, but for me, I wanted to be able to make those changes and have a voice of my own. Um, and that's something that I work with all my employees. Like we, we really take ourselves every person and what they have to say, we want them to say it. Um, because that's the only way to grow, I think. And I, my opinion is just as important as theirs. And that's something that I want to make sure in this new career that I'm bringing to everyone that I cross paths with. And also the lifestyle, like I love traveling and this allows me to continue to do my other passions outside of work. Um, I travel with my talent all the time and we'll just go places and get a change of scenery and being able to do something new every day is so exciting. I don't have that nine to five and yeah, I might work till 2am sometimes, (laughs) but, but I am able to do what I want to do. And if I need to take a minute to breathe, I can do that. And that's the same way for my talent. If they, they don't have that nine to five and we're able to communicate like, Hey, I need a minute or hey I'm in the middle of something and be people first yeah I think in this new generation we'll see a lot more of that but that's something that I want to inspire other females to start their own thing to do it and with me creating my own career was came with me wanting to inspire others as well I love it I love it what would you say to your younger self now that you are where you are and you've been able to flip the script oh I would, I would probably say, um, well, number one, take every opportunity that comes and, and not to take each moment so seriously. Mm. Cause I think we get down on ourselves in a lot of different moments. And at the end of the day, it's just a moment and the moment's going to be gone. And so yeah. nothing lasts it is forever. <laughs> yeah. It's a hundred percent important to feel but also to cherish the moments because looking back, I do wish that I wasn't so preoccupied with working and I was more preoccupied with what was going on. Mm -hmm. Um, Although it did give me that drive, I would tell my younger self, like it's okay to enjoy certain moments and to be honest with yourself and where you're at and not try to jump to the next moment too quickly. I love it. Love that advice. Love that advice. Well, Tamima, you are wonderful. I love everything that you're doing and I appreciate you taking the time to chat with me about your your journey. Thank you for having me for real. I really appreciate it. And I'm inspired by your podcast and everything you have to say as well. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate that. And to the listeners, thank you for your weekly support of We Need to Talk. Please make sure you like, share, rate, and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you're on Facebook, feel free to join the We Need to Talk discussion group as well. Thank you to Stephen James, our theme songwriter and producer. And we'll talk to you again next week. Remember, everything starts with the conversation. We need to talk.